All right, Second Timothy chapter two. See this works. Uh, tonight, what I'd like to talk to you all about is the critical thinking Christian. I got to speak on this with the youth last week, and the Lord impressed it upon my heart to continue on it and to further develop the content that's to be found in it. Um, tonight, my intention is not to just tell you what a critical thinking Christian is. My intention is to show you how yourself can be a critical thinking Christian. And the type of critical thinking I'm referring to is not critical race theory or the critical thinking that has led some Christians and some pastors to find some deep theological understanding of the Bible that's found in between the lines of Scripture, the critical thinking that led to the philosophers of the Greek times or the Romans. I'm talking about real, true critical thinking that aids the Christian in their walk with the Lord. And to give you a better understanding of that, uh, critical thinking is disciplined thinking that is clear, rational, open-minded, and informed by evidence. And so if we go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, what we find is Paul speaking to Timothy um, before he's going to be executed for the cause of Christ. And during 2 Timothy, we find Paul talking to Timothy in particular about how to be an effective Christian. And then he thereafter talks to Timothy about what he should expect with the apostasy that's to come up in the day, which that just means all the false teachers that are going to come up along with all those that are going to follow them and what he needs to do in response to that. And so I want to give you that overarching truth, and then what we're going to do is we're going to look at the principles from this portion of Scripture to help us better understand what it means to be a critically thinking Christian. Okay, The first point that I'd like to go into is found in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 7, and this is going to be our key verse. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 7, we read, Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. I wrote a little statement there. Consider what you hear and go to the Lord who will give you understanding. An effective, critically thinking Christian does this very thing. Okay? He listens to what he, he, he listens to what is being preached and he takes to heart those things that he's read. But before he says that this is wholly true, he seeks guidance from the Lord to make sure. Correct? And so what I want to do is I want to give you those steps that that Christian takes to get to that point, okay? The first of which is the critical thinking Christian discerns the truth from um, close sources. And if you look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2, uh, we'll find three distinct things that play into this, okay? At the beginning of verse 2, we read, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The first thing that the critical thinking Christian does is he observes the consistency. And so what I want to give you an example of is, um, say, three ministers of the gospel go to a given portion of Scripture. And all three of them give three different messages from that portion of Scripture. And as you listen to them, you hear consistency in two of them about the truth that's to be found in that portion of Scripture. And with the third, he's saying something that's completely different. And so in your mind, when you're listening to that third saying something completely different than the other two, you say, okay, there must be something wrong with what he's saying. And then you look at the two that are being consistent in what they're saying, the truth that is in that portion of Scripture is, and you say, okay, there must be something to that. And what I would call that 
is a witness. And this is the main word I want to focus on in this first part. It says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. A witness is someone, okay, um, to be a witness, excuse me, is to see, hear, or know by personal presence and perception. Okay, so these three ministers of the gospel went to this portion of scripture and they went through the scripture to see if well, what the scripture is saying in particular. So they went and they saw what scripture said and then they came with a perception of what it is. And so, like I had said previous to this, we observed those three ministers and we found there was consistency in two and inconsistency in one. Okay, so that's the first step. It's observing consistency. And in all honesty, if we as believers in our past had truly held on to critical thinking, then a lot of the different sects of the Christian faith that we have today wouldn't be present. Because when those believers listened to the messages that they were hearing from these ministers, they would have critically thought upon those things, and they would have observed to see if there was consistency, not just in the one minister, but in the many ministers that came up and were preaching a new truth, correct? And so a critical thinking Christian observes and sees if there's consistency. And if he finds consistency, he follows through in that. And the second step in that is this. Not only does he observe the consistency, but he observes the character. If you read in verse 2, about halfway through the verse, it says, The same commit thou to faithful men. The word faithful means this. Strict or thorough in the performance of duty. And so for a moment, I'd like to take a step to the side and say that we as Christians are supposed to be faithful in what God has committed us to do in carrying out the Great Commission. But not just that. We are to be faithful to critically think about those things that we hear, whether it be in a message or those things that we read. Okay, To be this faithful Christian is not to just be someone who's faithful in carrying out what God has given us to do in the Great Commission, but also someone who's critically thinking about those things that they're hearing and that they're reading. Because if you go on to talk about those things that you've heard and that you've read, and you haven't truly thought on those things to see if there's consistency in those things, right? And you go on to say what you've heard to someone else, and in reality, later on, you find out that what you were relaying to other people was wrong, and what the pastor and or what you read was wrong and what it was relaying to you. Then what you've done is you've caused a problem down the line, right? And so the critical thinking Christian observes to see if there's a consistency, right? But then he also observes the character. And what I mean by character is this. Say we go back to those three ministers that are preaching from that portion of Scripture, and two of them have consistency in what they're preaching, and the other one isn't consistent with either one of them, right? But you look at his character. He's carrying out those things that he's preached, right? He's not just saying something and expecting you to follow it without he himself walking through with it. And so not only are you just looking at the consistency found in what they're saying, but you're also looking at consistency in what they're doing. And so the critical thinking Christian takes that first step in saying, okay, listen, I need to make sure that what they're saying is consistent. And then thereafter, I need to make sure that they're following through with what they're saying. Because if they're not following through with what they're saying, that gives you the inkling of they don't believe that what they're saying is true. They're just saying something and then they're going on. 
And so critical thinking allows you to say, okay, this isn't right. There's something more to this. I need to look deeper into it, okay? And I know you may be thinking, well, why don't you just go to the source itself? Why are you looking at sources that are you know, found to be close to it? But if you're a babe in Christ and you're not rooted and grounded in the scriptures and you've just heard a message and you go directly to that portion of scripture that the pastor has told you and you just read it and you say, okay, this is the truth that that portion of scripture is giving me, then because you've heard in that message that that's the truth, that's what you're going to get from it. But if you first take a minute to say, okay, let me look at other ministers of the gospel that have preached from this portion of Scripture. Let me see if there's consistency in what they're saying with what he said. And then later you look at their character to see if they're following through and or if that pastor's following through with what he said. Because that's going to tell you if what you're hearing is true or if it's wrong. Okay, and this is a step-by-step process. And this is, in a sense, what this verse does is, in principle, it gives us this step-by-step process we can take to be able to look and listen and say, okay, let me think about these things. Let me make sure that they're true. Let me see if they're consistent. Let me see if their character matches up with what they're saying. But then there's a third thing that we find in this portion of Scripture. And the critical thinking Christian observes the result. If you look in verse 2 at the latter end of the verse, it says, Men who shall be able to teach others also. And so to just make sure I'm giving you the truth from this portion of Scripture, what Paul is implying to Timothy is this. You stood before many witnesses, and you told me when I had given you the call to carry out the gospel, okay, that you were going to do that. And so if you are to do that, then you are to stay consistent with those things that you've said that you would do, right? And then he goes into the middle of the verse and he says that he wants him to commit these things um, to faithful witnesses. And so then there's that second step. There's Timothy, okay, following through with those things that he said. So his character is matching up with what he's saying. So he's not just consistent in what he's saying, with what Paul has given him to do, but he's also consistent in his character, showing all those that are watching him that he's truly be- he truly believes what he's saying, that what he's carrying out is the truth. All right? And then thirdly, at the latter end of the verse, it says, Commit thou to faithful men. It says, Who shall be able to teach others also? So there's this third thing, and it's the result. And so you start off with looking at a consistency. You secondly look at the character, but then you also look at the result because the result is going to tell you if something is right or if it's wrong. If what the pastor and or what you have read and its effect on the person ends up resulting in him falling away from the faith or him believing something that's not true and him spreading that, then you know that that result is bad, right? But if what results from it is him growing in his walk with the Lord and him helping fellow believers grow in their walk with the Lord, then you can see that the result was right. And so it's this step-by-step process that you have to do in being able to critically think upon those things that you've heard. And just to give you a definition of the word teach, teach means to impart knowledge or skill to give instruction to. And so like I told you before, the overarching truth of this is Uh, in relation to Timothy, is that Paul is telling him, listen, you need to be consistent. Your character needs to show that what you're 
saying is true, and then you also need to carry these things out. The result of you carrying out what I have given you to do is going to be the same thing. It's, all, it's almost like it's going to make a full circle. Those people that you've taught, okay, that are teaching others also, are going to be consistent in those things that they're saying, and they're going to be consistent in carrying out those things that they've been taught. And then the result of that is going to be the very same thing. And so we find almost in this a circle. It's a process of going from one point to the next point to the next point, and then it's circling back around. And so what Paul is telling Timothy is this. If you are faithful to doing what I have instructed you in, then you're going to see the result being that of consistency, and you're going to see that the character of those people are following with that, and then the result of that is the same thing over again. And then, as I said before, in that result, you're going to see what those people do, what results from them carrying out those things, whether it be good or bad, right? And so this is just the first part of what it means to be a critical thinking Christian. The critical thinking Christian, first of all, discerns the truth from close sources, but then there's a second thing that the critical thinking Christian does. He discerns the truth from the source. And I'm not talking about just sources that have to do with the Bible, or just the source of truth, the, the, the only source of truth that we can hold on to the Bible. I'm talking about a critical thinking Christian not just taking what he's learning, okay, as far as taking this and using this in your growth as a Christian and in the Bible itself, but also in those things that you're hearing in the world, okay? Being able to listen to the things that you hear in this world and say, okay, is what he's saying and what he's saying and what he's saying about something in particular consistent? And then does their character show that they're being consistent with what they're saying? Are they following through with what they've said? And then you're looking at the result of that. Okay? And so this doesn't just have to do with your walk with Christ. This has to do with your everyday walk. Being able to listen and to think on the things that you've listened to and to read and to think on those things that you've read and to make sure that you're coming away with the truth, right? Whether it be the truth or the truth that's supposed to be given to you, you're trying to find that truth, if that makes sense, right? So I'll relate it in this manner. Say you watch the news and you watch three distinct news stations, okay? One news station tells you one thing about a particular incident, the other news station tells you another thing about that particular incident, and then the third one says something similar, right? And so when you look at them, you say, okay, is there a consistency in any one of those three people? And you find a consistency, and then you look at their character and you say, okay, their character and the way that they're acting about this isn't consistent, so you throw that to the side. But you look at the one and or the two, and you see that their character backs up what they've said. You see consistency in their character, and then the result of that is the truth. You found what the true, um, I'd say what the truth is about what they were saying, okay? And so this doesn't just apply to your walk with the Lord and your Christian life. It also applies to your everyday walk. And so the first thing um, in discerning the truth from the source is that the critical thinking Christian studies the source thoroughly. And so that can be with the Bible itself, or that can be with, um, say you have a desire, okay, which we all should, to lead the lost to Christ. And one of the ways that we go about doing that, let's say for Muslims in particular, we go 
to the Quran and we begin to read the Quran, okay? And just hear me out for a second and I'll explain it. But when we do, we don't go to it, okay, and begin to read it and take those things that we're hearing as just truth off the bat, okay? But what we're doing is we're studying the source thoroughly. We're going through all these things that we're hearing Muslims say, and we're saying, okay, is this true? So we're going through and we're cycling through that information. We're saying, okay, is this true? Is this consistent? Does, th- does their character match up with what they're saying? And then is the result the same thing over again, right? But you don't just do that alone. You take the source of truth with you, and you have it side by side as you're going to learn more about the Muslim faith to be able to better reach those people with the gospel and you have the source of truth to help you know the difference and how you can more effectively lead those people to the Lord and how you yourself can more effectively know the faith that is in you. How you as a Christian can know that what you have heard and what you have read and what you know to be true is 100% true and how God's word is alive in the manner that when you're comparing it with anything else, it will show you the error in what you're reading. It will show you how to break it down and how to go to that person that believes that and show them how they're wrong and show them how what God has said is true and how they can come to know what the truth is and how they can come to know Christ as their Savior. And so this critical thinking goes along with you as a Christian carrying out what God has given you to do in the Great Commission in leading the lost to Christ. It gives you that ability to be able to go outside the scope of just knowing what Scripture has to say, but knowing the truth about what Muslims believe, knowing the truth about what evolutionists believe, knowing the truth about what Buddhists believe, and being able to show them from Scripture how they're wrong and to strengthen yourself in the truth that's found in Scripture. And so this, this whole concept of critical thinking is a part of you as a Christian. It's not something you can pick up one day and put down another. It's something that you take with you as you go through your life. It's something that you utilize day in and day out. And it's something that God can use in your life to help you as a Christian grow closer to him, but then to also be more effective in what he's given you to do, right? And so... There's a particular word that we find in 2 Timothy chapter 2, 15. Um, it's study. And if you go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. The word study means application of the mind to the acquisition of knowledge as to by reading, investigation, or reflection. I'm sorry if I'm getting you caught up in too many definitions, but I'm just trying to break it down as much as I can and then give you how you can do the same thing, okay? So in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 and 16, the truth that's found there, okay, the overarching truth, is that Paul is talking to Timothy, okay, about making sure not just that he's carrying out what he had said he would, okay, but that he is going to the scriptures and that he's reading the scriptures and that he's making sure 100% that he knows what the scriptures say, and that he's being effective in carrying out the truth that he's come to know, the truth that he's taken time to read, to come to understand, to make sure that he truly has grasped what God is saying so he can give that to others. That's the overarching truth here. 
But the principles that we can find from this, and the first one I've already given you, is study the source thoroughly. And that's what we find. Study to show thyself approved unto God. So whenever you're studying, okay, whether it be the Bible or whether it be the source of truth from, for some other group of people that believe in something else, so you can better understand that to be able to better lead them to Christ, okay, you have to study the source thoroughly. And I, I, I think this is amazing to me because I was fortunate enough at my college for them to teach us this principle. When we took one class in particular, um, the name is evading me, which is terrible, but when we took this class, they showed us how to take the scripture and compare it to other things, okay? So one of the things that we had to compare it to was the Quran, okay? They had us take the Quran and the Bible and to read what is found in there and what the Muslims believe to be true and then to go to the source of truth and say, okay, how are they wrong? How can I best show them they're wrong? Not to go up to them and say, listen to me, you're wrong. But to go to them and say, listen, what you believe is inconsistent with what is being carried out. And it's inconsistent not just in those that are carrying it out, but also with it itself. In one portion of it, it says one thing, but in another portion, it says something completely different. And then you show them in Scripture how everything God has ever said is always consistent. How God's word always either points to the cross or back to the cross. How God's word further explains something that you may not be able to clearly understand in one passage later on in Scripture. So you're able to articulate to them why what they believe to be true is wrong and why God's truth is the truth, right? And so this critical thinking allows you to be able to do that. It helps you be an effective Christian, okay? And so the reason I'm giving you these definitions and the reason I'm trying to break it down as small as possible is because I don't want to just show you what it means to be a critical thinking Christian. I want you here tonight to be able to go away from here knowing how you yourself can be a critical thinking Christian. I want to give you those tools that God's Word distinctly gives you Place them in your hand, and I want you to be able to know how to utilize those tools and to carry out what God says that we as Christians are supposed to. Okay? And so there's a second point that we find, and it's work over the things that you have learned. There's a particular word that we find in this portion of Scripture, and I've heard many messages on it, and it's, the me- it's a concept of the workman that needeth not to be ashamed. That's what that portion of Scripture says. And I've heard many messages on, you know, we as Christians effectively doing what God has given us to do. And then at the end of our life, when God, when we stand before God, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. And then when we look back on our life, we look back on having done all we could for Christ. We're a workman that looks back to that building he's made and sees structural integrity, sees consistency all throughout that building. He sees something that he can present to the Lord and the Lord say, well done, my good and faithful servant. He's a workman that needeth not to be ashamed of the work that he's done. But I can assuredly tell you this, the lack of critical thinking in the life of a Christian can result in you standing before God and being a workman that is ashamed of what he has done for Christ. Because you weren't utilizing the tools that God has given you as a Christian to better do what God has given you to do. Right? And so... I love how God puts these words in his word 
to further emphasize points and principles that he's giving along with further emphasizing that truth. Because what he was saying, what, what Paul was saying to Timothy and what scripture says to us in that, that truth that we find there is that that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to read the scriptures and know it so much so that it has an effect on our life and we're carrying out those things that we've heard and we know. And then when we stand before God, he says to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And when we turn around, we see something that we can be proud of. We can see that we lived our life for the cause of Christ. We did our all in serving the Lord. We did our very best. And we're a workman that doesn't need to be ashamed with the work that he's done. And so that's why God puts certain things like this in Scripture. It's, it's, it's for us to just sit there for a second and just to think, okay, this has more an effect on me and on my relationship with God and on what I'm doing for the Lord and what he's aiding me in doing. There's so much more to it. And so that's what little things like this give us an ideal of. The second thing I want you to pay attention to is the concept of compare what is written with what is taught. If you look at the latter end of verse 15, you'll read, rightly dividing the word of truth. So I tried to find the definition for the word rightly dividing. And there's quite a few different definitions, but the best one that I could find is this. Rightly dividing means to rightly cut, to cut straight. And so what that means in essence is this. Paul was telling Timothy, what you do when you have studied the scriptures and what you do once you can say that the, the truth that you found in scripture and the carrying out of that would be consistent with a workman that needeth not to be ashamed with what he's done, okay? Is, excuse me for a second, is just the truth that's found there. It's not some truth that's to be found within the lines of Scripture, in between the verses of Scripture. It is exactly what God is saying in that portion of Scripture. He's telling Timothy, listen, when you read the scripture, you cannot just do it lightly. You can't just graze over it and be done with it and this just tell people what you've read. He said, you need to get into it. You need to make sure that what you draw out of it, that truth, you need to cut right to the point and you need to take it and carry it out, right? And so that's what you do when you compare what is written with what is taught. You're cutting right to the point. When, when you're trying to lead a Muslim to the Lord and you've gone to the source that they say is true, right? And you have, what, first of all, studied the source thoroughly and then you've worked over the things that you've learned and you've compared them with Scripture to make sure that you're standing on the right side, right? That you're standing on the truth and that you know how you can better minister the gospel to them. And then after that, you compare what is written with what is taught. You show them that what they're being taught is not consistent to what is written, right? And that's how you as a Christian can avoid being taken down a path, okay, in learning and taking to heart something that isn't true, that isn't consistent with Scripture, that isn't consistent with the character that should be found from that truth, right? And so that would be found in doing this. Whenever, the minister of the, whenever a minister of the gospel gives a message, whenever I tell you about a portion of scripture to go to, 
You underline it in your Bible. You look at it when we go over it. But not just that. You go home and you look over it yourself. And you make sure that what I told you tonight is true. You don't just take what I've told you, no matter how many times I've told you that I'm telling you the truth or I'm showing you principles from the Word of God. No matter how much I articulate to you that I am giving you everything that is to be found here in the Scriptures, you still go home and you look over this portion of Scripture and you say, okay, is this consistent? Does his character back up what he's saying? And does it result in the same thing over again? And you read into it. You study the source thoroughly. You work over those things to make sure that they're true. And then you compare to what is written with what was taught. You read that scripture and you say, is that what he taught? Is that what God says? Is this consistent? And it's in that that critical thinking comes into play. It's in that that helps you as a Christian be more effective in carrying out what God has given you to do. And it prevents you from being sidetracked. There's been times when I've listened to ministers preach, and instead of going to that portion of Scripture and reading it to make sure it's true, to going to a chapter before or a chapter after or reading the whole book to make sure what they said was true, I just took what they said, and I began to regurgitate it. And I began to tell other people about it. And then as time went on, I had a teacher from school confront me and say, that's not right. And he showed me how I was wrong. And so at that point, when he showed me that I was wrong, I said, okay, can you tell me how you know it's wrong? And so he showed me that you don't just read that portion of Scripture, but you read the whole chapter. And if you can't find it in the chapter, you read the chapter before and after. And if you can't find it there, you read the whole book. He said, listen, you have to think about these things. You have to search the Scriptures to make sure everything you're hearing is true. And so this critical thinking has an effect on your Christian walk, but it also has an effect in your everyday life as well. And that's what God's word lends itself to. In principle, from this portion of scripture, it gives us the means by which we can be critical thinking Christians. It gives us the means, the method, and the mode of being able to more effectively carry out the gospel, to more closely walk with the Lord, and to save ourselves from going down a path and then having to reroute and come back, going down the path and having to reroute and come back because we kept just listening to what we were told instead of thinking on those things and making sure that's what Scripture says. And so all of those things play in together, okay, into critical thinking. And so now that I've showed you that the critical thinking Christian is one who discerns the truth from close sources and discerns the truth from the source, I want to show you what the effect of a lack of critical thinking can have on you as a Christian. We find that in 2 Timothy uh, 3, excuse me, it should be 3, not 2, 3 verses 7 and 9. And I want to tell you what the truth is from this portion of Scripture before I give you principles, okay? Paul is talking to Timothy and he says, listen, there's apostasy and it's going to get worse. And I told you before what apostasy is. It's people teaching those things that are wrong as if they are right. And apostasy is also carried out in those that are listening to it and not thinking about it, but just carrying out those same things. And so Paul just basically takes a portion of his writing to Timothy and he says, okay, 
this is what you need to look out for. This is what's going to signify those people who are apostates, so those people who are just listening and carrying out what they've heard. And this is how you're going to see that what they're saying and what they're being taught is not true. Okay? But the principles that we can derive from that show us okay, what a lack of critical thinking can develop in our life as a believer. The first we find in verse 7. And if you go to verse 7, you'll find this. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I thought that was an interesting phrase. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. The lack of critical thinking in the life of the Christian will produce those who learn but do not understand. You can learn something and you can just carry it out, but you never truly understood it. You never truly took time to make sure, like I said before, that you were comparing the scripture with what you were hearing, that you were comparing the scripture with what you were reading, that you were comparing the scripture with scripture to make sure that what you were learning was something that you truly understood. And so from this portion of scripture, we can see that a lack of critical thinking in the life of a Christian produces those who learn but do not understand. They come into a church service and they sit down in the pew and they listen to the minister of the gospel and they learn, but they never truly understand what God's word says. They learn and they learn and they learn their entire life, but they never truly understand it. And because they never truly understood it, they never carried out what God was saying in his word. And because they never did that, when they stood before God, he couldn't utter the statement, well done, my good and faithful servant. When they stood before God and they looked back on what they did for the Lord, all they saw was a building that was structurally broken to pieces that was absolutely nothing, that would have been worth nothing. He would have been a workman that was ashamed. That's what a lack of critical thinking does in the life of a believer. It affects you in the area of just learning, but not truly understanding. Can I tell you this? You can get to that state very easily. You can get to the point where you're just learning, but you're not truly understanding those things. You're not truly carrying out those principles. You're not truly carrying out the truth that God is giving you from that portion of scripture or from the message itself. And when you get to the end of your life and you stand before God, you're going to see that. And so what I would like to do is I'd like to prevent that from being something that's the case in any one of your lives, that you're not just coming to church and learning, but you're understanding and you're taking those things to heart and you're carrying those things out. And then there's a second thing that we find. In verse 8, we find the second thing in relation to what happens to a Christian who doesn't discern. I doesn't use critical thinking, excuse me. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. The second thing is this. Those who have no desire to know the truth, a lack of critical thinking will bring you to this point. Just as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, okay, and Scripture says, so do these also resist the truth. 
Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Can I tell you something? These three verses give you a step-by-step process of how this occurs. First of all, we looked at every learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. What does that produce? It produces this. So these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. That's what it produces. They just learn and they carry out. And because they've done that so much, they have no desire for the truth. There is no desire to truly know if what they're hearing is true. And then what that results in is them being some of the most in opposition to the truth. And so you see Scripture giving us almost the step-by-step process of what a lack of critical thinking does in the life of a believer. It takes you from a part, point excuse me, of just learning and not thinking, I mean not understanding, excuse me, and then it brings you to the point of being someone who opposes the truth. And then it doesn't just do that. It, it carries on to something else. And we find this in verse 9. Verse 9 says, But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. And so Paul was talking about Janus and Jambres in this case, and how the children of Israel, when they stood against Moses, could see that what they were saying was false. And so the principle you can draw from that is those who follow even when things are proven wrong. So this is what comes from a lack of critical thinking in the life of a believer. It's someone who learns but never truly understands. It's someone who has no desire for the truth and then it ends up resulting in those who follow even though those things have been proven wrong. It produces someone who's almost zombie-like in character. They come into church, they learn, they leave, they carry out the things that they've been told, and then they don't really have a desire for the truth because they're just doing what they've been told to do, and then they just keep going, and they bring themselves to a point where, although you can clearly see that what they're saying is wrong, They believe it to be 100% true. And so that's what a lack of critical thinking can do in the life of a Christian. And that's what we can see in churches in America today. You have so many people that have this type of mentality where they're almost zombies. They just listen. They just do it. And although they can clearly see that what they're saying is false, just continue to do it anyway. And then from that, you have divisions in the church You have other sects of the Christian faith that break off. You have more people that get, in a sense, I'll say this, they stray away from the truth that's found in the Word of God because those people that should have been consistently going into the Scripture to see those tools that I'm giving you tonight about what it means to be a critical-thinking Christian didn't do that. They didn't listen, and so then they started taking people away with them. Okay? So... A lack of critical thinking in the life of a believer doesn't just affect that believer himself, but it affects those around him, and it affects his church. And if you know anything about sin, sin doesn't just affect the person who's committing the sin. It affects who else? Those around them, and it affects the Lord. And so that's the same case. If you aren't a critical thinking Christian, if you're not doing these things, if you're not taking the tools that God has given you, I'll say it that way, and effectively carrying out how God has showed you to use those tools, 
then this could be the result. And the devil could utilize you to take people away from church. The devil can use you to split a church. The devil can use you to start the belief of something that is entirely unscriptural, but is said to be scriptural. There have been many men in history that would have said at the beginning that that wasn't going to happen to them, but that invariably was what happened. And so what I want to teach you tonight is this. Don't allow the devil to be able to utilize you. In turn, allow the Lord to utilize you. Be that workman that's not ashamed of the work that he's done for Christ. Be that workman that has effectively thought upon those things that he's heard. And when he's seen an inconsistency, he's gone to that person and he said, listen, this is what the truth from God's word says. And this is how it shows you that you're wrong. Let me show you how you can come out of that and you can be consistent with the truth that's found in the word of God. And that can be the case for you going to a fellow believer. That can be the case for you going to a pastor or a minister or a teacher. And that also can be the case for you going to a non-believer who may be a Muslim, may be an atheist, may be a Hindu, and you going to them and you showing them what the truth is and how what they believe is wrong. That's what critical thinking in the life of a Christian produces. And that's why I'm trying to go into it as much detail as I can, because I want you to see these tools that God has given you in his word, and I want you to be able to take those and use those in your life, because it's going to benefit you, it's going to benefit those around you, and it's also going to benefit this church, because what it's going to produce is growth, not just in your life, but in the numbers of the people that are here. This church isn't just going to grow in its likeness to the Lord, right, because we're getting into the word, we're making sure that we're holding on to those truths, we're critically thinking about those things that we're hearing, but we're more effectively going out and bringing the lost in. And then we're teaching them those same principles. We're helping them understand those truths that are found in the word of God that we took time in making sure we got a hold of. That's what it produces. And there's, there's so much more, and I could go on and on and on. But I just want you to understand that the critical thinking Christian okay, can stand before God and him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But the lack of critical thinking in the life of Christian can have you stand before God and those words not be uttered and you to look back on your life and see that it was for nothing. And so that's just what I want to get into your mind. And I know that you know, sometimes those things can sound a little bit harsh but it's true, okay? And those are things that we need to hold on to. And if you understand anything from God's word, and if you know anything about the Christian life, when God convicts you, it hurts. When you know that you're found in a fault and God points that out to you, it hurts. But you have to take that and say, okay, I understand where I've fallen. I understand how I got this wrong, and I will get this right. So the same is concerned with critical thinking. If you're not doing that, if the Lord is impressing on your heart that you need to be more of a critical thinking Christian, if you see yourself that you've led people astray and the Lord's convicting you on those things, don't just try to push it off to the side. Give it to the Lord and ask him to help you with it so you can be an effective, critically thinking Christian. All right? And there's one thing I want to, actually two things I'd like to give you in conclusion. The first is this. This is my concluding thought. 
The world seeks to prevent people from critically thinking about what they have heard so that they will more easily follow what they have been told or taught. If you watch this world, okay, if you critically think about those things that you're seeing in this world today, you will see a world that is trying to get people into tunnel vision to where all they're doing is just simply doing exactly what they've been taught, and that's it. They're not thinking about it. They're just carrying it out. And we've seen in history before what the result of that is. And we've seen that the result of that is just nothing but destruction and nothing but heartache. Because you know whenever man gets power and whenever man is able to move the masses, it's never in the right direction. It's always in the wrong direction. And so our world presently is seeking to do something that is done in the past. And we know that the Bible says that, um, well, I'll say the principle from the Word of God is this, that history repeats itself, that we can see a consistency with humans doing the same thing over and over again, trying to get people away from critically thinking and just following through with what they're told. But what I want to do is I want you to learn how to be a critical thinking Christian and then for you to relay that to other Christians. So that process that has happened in history before can be stalemated, if not done away with altogether. Okay. Um, the last thing I'd like you to leave you with, and this would be the takeaway, and we find this in 2 Timothy 3.14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. The first part of this verse, it says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of. That is the result of a critical thinking Christian, is you've gone and you've made sure that what you were learning was the truth, and you've been assured of it. Because scripture has told you that this is true. And then thereafter it says, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Knowing that if you have gotten the truth that God's word is giving you, that you know 100% that it is God that has given you that. That's what it means by knowing whom thou hast learned them. Knowing that because you we're effectively carrying out what it means to be a critically thinking Christian because you were getting a hold of the truth and you got a hold of that truth and you applied it to your life and you looked at it and you said, I know who I've learned this from. This is of God. This is his truth that he has given me. This is from his word. This isn't something that man has come up with. This isn't something that I've perceived. This is the truth that God wants me to take away from this. That's what this verse is, and that's the takeaway, is continuing in the truth. And if I haven't told you truth, finding it and making sure that you are following it. And anytime you ever hear a minister preach again, and anytime you ever read anything, and anytime you ever hear anything, you critically think about those things, and you make sure that those things are true. And I can assuredly tell you this, that you'll see an effect in your relationship with the Lord and what the Lord is able to do with you and carrying out what he has given each and every one of us to do, and that is carrying out the Great Commission and leading the lost to Christ. This has a major effect in every aspect of your life, and it depends on you taking away what Scripture says and continuing in the truth that you have heard tonight. And if I haven't given you the truth, making sure you know it and you following it.
Okay? That's the takeaway for this evening. And that's what I have for you. And that's how you can be a critically thinking Christian.